Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the social program on Radio Islam International on this lovely Thursday morning, the 2nd of February 2023. Uh, this week on uh, the social program, Molana Ibrahim Bam uh, will be joining us in studio, inshallah. And uh, this week, uh, the topic that Molana will be speaking about is. Um, uh, building Meaningful Relationships. Now, this is from uh, the book, 30 Ways to Happiness by Mufti Yusuf Musaji. And this is um, the 15th point of the chapter 15 in the book. Uh, and it speaks all about the importance of building uh, meaningful relationships. That uh, a successful career, money, good physical health without supportive, loving relationships will not bring you any happiness to love and be loved is a great human need and also it requires skill as well that's what we will be speaking about on the program this morning as always you can interact with us uh, you can uh, whatsapp us on 0727861548 you can give us a call on 0118541548 let's take a break when we come back we will be discussing this topic the social program on Radio Islam International and this morning we're speaking uh, about uh, building meaningful relationships. This is one of the chapters from the book uh, 30 Ways to Happiness. Joining us uh, in studio this morning, Malana Ibrahim Baam. Malana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. It is always good to be in the bright uh, studios of Radio Islam with his very specific distinctive colors, alhamdulillah, blue and red, looking well, alhamdulillah, plus on a bright day, making it even more brighter, alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us bright, and Allah ta'ala always keep us cheerful, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Are you keeping more? Alhamdulillah, Allah ta'ala has been kind, and we make dua that Allah ta'ala continues his afiat and his favors upon us. Alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to bestow us with his different blessings and may we be grateful for those blessings. Uh, this week, while well, we continue with um, uh, the next chapter in the book, the next point in the book, uh, which focuses uh, on uh, building a meaningful relationships. Yes, uh, very, very true. It's uh, amazing uh, with regard to this um, point. Because part of happiness is to have um, a meaningful relationship. There is no doubt whatsoever that uh, a person is not someone who is in solitude. We, we are all the time, we are social beings. Uh, we are amongst the only species amongst Allah Ta'ala's creation. That when we do interact with one another, when we do meet with one another, when we speak to one another, we speak what we call sina dar sina, chest to chest, face to face. Now you will find in the animal kingdom that doesn't happen. You know, when, when one animal uh, shows its chest to another animal, it's a, it's a form of submission. It's not a form of relationship. By and large, it's a form of submission. It is within humankind that you find that when we do, when we speak, we speak to like, you know, chest to chest, uh, face to face. Which tells us that in a great way that uh, we are, uh, a nation, we are an ummah, and our teaching teaches us very greatly about uh, meaningful relationships, relationships with humankind, with human beings. Uh, together with our relationship with Allah Ta'ala, which is very important, and in the preceding chapters, we have done our relationship with Allah, the importance of it, how it gives us a sense of purpose, a sense of direction, 
and it is essential for our overall well-being. There's no doubt whatsoever. Without a relationship with our Creator, we can never have a sense of well-being. But together with um, uh, that, we have a very important part of our life is meaningful relationships with people, whether it be with your spouse, whether it be with your siblings, whether it be with your children, whether it be with a broader society. I, I can't overemphasize the importance of building meaningful relationships to make your life more purposeful and more happy. Yeah, and if we look at it more from the start when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Hawa alayhi for, for his companionship and for that relationship. There's no doubt. Again, once again, he just gives an example. That Adam alayhi salatu was alone in Jannah. He had everything that a person could wish for in terms of the ni'mats of Jannah. Allah ta'ala in the Holy Quran in Surah Taha say, Inna laka Allah taju'a fiha wala ta'ara. Oh Adam, don't let shaitan mislead you and take you out of Jannah. You hear, inna laka Allah taju'a. Hunger will never overtake you. Wannaka la ta'ara. You will never be without clothes. Wannaka la tazma'u fiha. You will never be without shelter. And you will never be without water. You will always have the basic uh, essentials of life. But together with that, Adam wasalam, wanted a companion. So he asked Allah for a companion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him companionship in the form of his spouse. Which tells us that our spouses are supposed to be our companions in this world. So it tells you also that the need for companionship, the need for relationship. If, if being in Jannah and just having a good, you know, wonderful life or wonderful all the favors would have been enough. Then Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, uh, would not have called out for companionship. So I think it's important that we realize that meaningful relationships has a very important part of our happiness. Mm. And of course, that's what we're looking for from listeners today is to say that how relationships and meaningful relationships have been part of the the ways to happiness. Because we're speaking about the book, There Were 30 Ways to Happiness. How can... Uh, how can uh, people contribute by saying how relationships have had an impact upon their happiness mm. and giving purpose to their life? Yeah, so let us know. We always love to hear from you, the listeners on this program. It's an interactive program. Uh, so drop us a message. Give us a call. The number is 072 And of course, uh, the lines are also open on 011 854 Eight. Um, I can continue. Yes, um, in in the book, uh, Mufti Yusuf Musaji, uh, Times of Experience, he spo- speaks about a Harvard psychiatrist, George Valant. He writes, there are two pillars of happiness. One is love. The other is fi- finding a way of com- coping with life that does not push love, love away. So one is to have love and to take away all the obstacles uh, that does not prevent you getting love. Uh, and of course, uh, Imam Ghazali Rahmatullahi has quoted statements, La khayra liman la ya'laf wa la yu'laf. There is no good in a person when he is not loving and he is not loved. What, what good is there in a person when he is not uh, loving and he is not loved? So uh, the book then goes on to documents the longest study of human development ever undertaken. And the study's most important finding is that the relationships are perhaps one of the only things that matter in life. 
if you want to have a situation of purpose and meanings in your life, you need relationship. You can't be alone, you know. Uh, even even in the hadith, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, good company is better than solitude. So to be uh, in good company and meaningful relationship is better than to be in complete solitude. A successful career, having great amount of money, what, what are you going to have with great amount of money and you don't have a good relationship? You don't have meaningful relationships. And good physical health without supporting loving relationship will not bring you happiness. To love and be loved is the greatest human need and it requires skill. It doesn't just come by mere wishful thinking. It requires skill. And one of the skills that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has made mention. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَلَوْمِ It is a rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mercy of Allah that the Prophet of Almighty Allah was kind and compassionate to you. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَزَّنْ غَلِيزَ الْقَلْبِ If he was harsh and he was, you know, not kind and merciful, you would not gather around him. It's very clear from this ayat of the Quran that kindness brings you people closer to you. Kindness brings people closer to you and a loving relationship. Harshness dispels and pushes people far away from you. So there is no doubt when we say that to be, to be in a loving relationship and to be loving is a skill. And part of that skill, I'm not saying is the only skill, but part of the skill is kindness and compassion bring people closer to you. Harshness makes people go away from you. So I think there's no doubt. You know, this is all, you know, sometimes all these things come, all these images that come on your phone, some of them is good. So they say the person went to a wise person and said, you know, uh, what is the solution with regard to someone, uh, you know, who is at odds with me? So he said, um, uh, you know, give him love. So he said, I gave him love, but it didn't work. So the wise man said, increase the dosage. Yeah, increase the dosage. So yes, that's what we believe in, and there's no doubt whatsoever. Uh, the Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was a receptacle of love and kindness, and mm -hmm. that was he was known for. Uh, unlike, you know, we, we in, our, in our country, you know, I think throughout the world, love and kindness and compassion is regarded to be a virtue. But in South Africa, the more harsh you are, the more pious you are. So I don't know how does that work. But anyway, let it be. Uh, we, we must say what, what the hadith of Nabi Karim Sallallahu said. That there is no there is no khair in a person who is, does not love other people and people do not love him. Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, Oh, oh, Aisha, become kind and compassionate. Uh, for Allah Ta'ala gives for compassion that which has, he does not give for harshness. In Allah Rafiq, yuhibbu rifq. So I think this is something that we have to keep in, in mind that uh, kindness and compassion bring people together. Mm -hmm. Why well, mentioned about the study uh, that was done and they found that uh, you know relationships are the only thing that matter in life. Uh, I was actually reading about this and I think there's a, a talk on the TED Talks. They say it's a research that has been done for 75 years. It's the longest ongoing research that has been done across 700 odd people, different 
races, ethnic groups, and different uh, financial statuses and so on. And the one thing that they came in conclusion after this study and ongoing study is that it's only relationships that will bring a person happiness. It doesn't matter your status or um, your finances or your health. They checked in on these people for 75 years. It's the longest study. And they came to the conclusion that relationships is the heartbeat. That is the most important thing. So beautiful. And I think, of course, uh, in one of the relationships which Mufti Yusuf Musaji made mention, um, he says studies have shown that on average married people are happier than single people. Many people will, con- <laughs> will contest that particular there type of... There couples uh, that say that we weren't part of that study. <laughs> <laughs> Through marriage, many of us, our basic human needs and tendencies are fulfilled. And the Quran doesn't look upon marriage as a situation of where you're trying to manipulate the spouse for your own benefits. And unfortunately, that has become the norm. You know, that's, that's the reality with regard to it, that today, uh, sometimes we, we tend to manipulate the other spouse without looking at their happiness. We only become so self-centered. We only want to take something from the relationship without giving. You can't always only give, uh, I mean, t- take. You have to give also, you know. So part of, of relationship is, is, is a loving relationship, is, is giving, it's sacrifice. Women Ayati and how beautiful this ayat, which Muftizab has also quoted in his book, Women Ayati among the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Khalaqalakum min anfusikum azwaja, that Allah Ta'ala has created for you your spouses, litaskunu ilayha, that you gain comfort from her, you gain tranquility from her. And waja'ala bainakum mawaddata wa rahma, and he plays between you affection and mercy, subhanallah. Kindness, compassion, mercy. Allah Ta'ala says, is my sign that I put it between the husband and wife. Many a times, I, I got a particular method of working when husband and wife come to me and they've had problems. So many times I, I tell them, all right, uh, look at one another's eyes. Right? And tell me, uh, how will you feel if the other part, uh, something happens to them? You know, just to, 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 to bring about the sense of, uh, you know, love and affection between between the couples uh, you know and sometimes that that is just lacking in today's time you know how 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 do we go about bringing back meaningful relationships and not only within marriages but uh, also uh, in other spheres of our life our relationship with our spouse is a sign of allah ta'ala as allah ta'ala in the holy quran in surah room has made mention the whole purpose of having a spouse is to find tranquility in and with them I mean, that's, that's the purpose of marriage. The marriage is not supposed to be a one of misery. The moment you come, you should be, you should be looking forward to come home. And, and the wife should be looking forward if she is at home, that uh, when is the husband coming? And the husband should say, when, when am I going home? Uh, spending time together, talking and sharing feelings with each other can relieve the soul from everyday stress and challenges. So this is something that is extremely important, that we have a good relationship in the home because that gives purpose, it gives meaning, and it gives happiness uh, to our lives. And unfortunately, it should not be that, that particular relationship which Allah Ta'ala declares, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا as a means of comfort and tranquility, turns out to be instead of a bed of roses, it becomes... Uh, a bed of thorns, which mm-hmm. is so, so unfortunate. Yes, you can have your challenges, you can have your disagreements, but overall, uh, you must have a relationship which gives you meaning, gives you purpose, gives you happiness, and gives you, a, you know, something that you look forward to. I don't know how, how people look at it. There's no doubt whatsoever that that is exactly the way uh, we are supposed to, to interact. Mm. 
Uh, and while, when it comes um, uh, to, 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 to marriages, like uh, Muftisap has mentioned here, that you have to build on it. So, like, you know, things like spending time together, talking and sharing uh, your feelings with one another, connecting with one another, th- that's the whole uh, purpose of, of a marriage, where you can connect and that's build that relationship. You know, that's why I think, I mean, it's not against piety. I told him, always tell the people that it is more better to stay with your spouse than to re- even engage in Nafil Salah. Right? Uh, so that is something that we, we, we've heard from our student days. That according to Wani Farah is better to stay with your wife than even performing uh, Nafil Salat. So I think we should need to understand that, that, that this is something is an ibadat. When you look at the life of Nabi Sallallahu it's not against piety to be in a kind, loving relationship. Nabi Karim Sallallahu had that particular type of situation. He used to joke with his wives. He used to speak to them, he used to listen to them, sometimes even engage in certain things that are not, uh, maybe for lack of a better word, I'll say informal. So Nabi Karim Sallallahu heard poetry from them. We know from the Shamail that there was, uh, the, you know, person went in the, in the realms of the jinn and he came back and he came back with a lot of stories and those stories became part and part of, part of Arabic uh, folk form and, you know, Arabic literature and Nabi Sallallahu heard it from his wives. And of course there was that famous the stuff of the 11 wives who went into solitude and they were amongst themselves and each and everyone was told to speak about her husband uh, and they came up with some glowing terms and not so glowing terms, you know, and they related the, the, the poetry. And Nabi Sallallahu sat with them and he heard that from him. And he heard from us other wives. He told us that Aisha, I know when you are in a good mood with me and I know when you're not in such a good mood. I wonder if any of our husbands or if any of our spouses know how to deal and know from the expression of their spouse. And I'm challenging all the listeners ratio Islam out there. Do you know from the expression of your spouse, the moment you see your spouse coming into the house, how is the mood of the spouse today? I mean, uh, but from the sunnah of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Karim told us that Aisha, I know when you are in a good mood and you are not so good mood. How do you know, Ya Rasulullah? When you are in a good mood in your conversation, which you normally, and Arabs used to many times, you know, take oaths uh, in mm. their conversation. And in your oaths, when you're speaking, you say, Rabbi Muhammad, by the Lord of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when you're not in such a good mood and things are not going so well, or you've got issues or whatever it might be, uh, you say by the Lord of Ibrahim Can you imagine that Nabi Karim Sallallahu was so perceptive that he could actually say that with regard to his wife? And again, it asks, uh, begs the question: Do we have that type of relationship that we will be able to see the moods of our spouses to be able to make and create a nice, a nice environment? So, if, for example, there is a, a certain type of mood that is prevailing, you try to overcome that mood. Mm. If if the, uh, the spouse has got PMS, then you you know you know that listen to, I have to walk on eggshells. Right. Uh, I need to be a little bit more careful. I need to be a little more sensitive. They are going to be a little bit more, you know, uh, sensitive. They are going to be a little bit moody uh, because they've got PMS. And I'm talking of Pretoria Muslim School. <laughs> so, so anyway, whatever it is, we need to get that particular type of situation. Nabi Sallallahu taught us understand. The, the moods of your wife and deal with them accordingly. Mm.
It's uh, 9.30. Uh, let's uh, break for the news headlines and the ad break. Uh, send through your messages, 072-786-1548. This week on uh, the social program, we're speaking about building meaningful relationships. Uh, this requires skill as well to build these relationships. Uh, Ma, we just go through some of uh, the messages that have come through on the WhatsApp line. Uh, the first one is saying that uh, my spouse can't show feelings struggle with that any advice on that yeah i suppose i i i, I it's, it's it's a tough time thing i think i do not know the exact uh, situation but maybe one of the things that could be is that maybe evoke uh, feelings is there a possibility that you can evoke feelings and i'm not saying that uh, you might not have tried it but maybe try it more often that you know can can you evoke feelings from your spouse is it possible to maybe put your finger on the pulse to say what what is it that will will evoke a feeling so it might not be complete um, you know what what you want but maybe somewhere along the line if you can press uh, the right button to be able to evoke mm. a feeling but i mean so, yeah I, I do get that type of situation quite often when people do talk about that Mm. Uh, sometimes uh, the person has to share some deep feelings and mm. that will then uh, allow the other person to open up as well and share their feelings. But there's one message that says that uh, I have been married and uh, it didn't go well. Uh, the, the relationship didn't go well and caused a lot of depression and so on. Uh, I was separated then and my life is now misery. Uh, and uh, what I take or understand from this message is the person is now single. They can't overcome the abuse that had happened, uh, the, the, the counseling, they've turned to Allah and all of that there. So they're really struggling with this. Yes, uh, I, 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 again, I'm, when, when we're talking about meaningful relationships, we're talking about the ideal. It doesn't mean that every particular relationship you're going to go to is going to be the ideal. You've got to strive towards it, and sometimes it doesn't work out. But then maybe the one thing I would have loved to ask, the question was that did you have any other relationship that you rely upon? It didn't work out with the spouse, but is there any other relationship? Because, see, uh, sometimes there's also a relationship with our relatives, with our siblings, with our parents with our children that gives you meaning so i'm not saying that that is the only relationship i know of many people who take um, who might not be married but they they, they take uh, pride in their relationship with perhaps their nephews their nieces uh, their friends uh, so is that what i'm to, what what it does say is there are many meaningful relationships Allah is I'm, I'm i'll give you my example i mean i've Allah's father and grace, you've got a good family structure, but you also have built meaningful relationships. I mean, some of the relationships that, that I've built over the years with people who are friends have been so, so profound. I can't, I can't, I can't thank Allah sufficiently. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a paradox that on one hand you get people who are detractors and you get your fair share of it, especially in my situation sometimes. And sometimes what I what I laugh if I, you know if you don't laugh you'll cry, is that you know they all say two plus two is five, but in my situation sometimes two plus two is eleven <laughs> or even thirteen. Yeah, Allah. Sometimes when you hear some of the detractors, they they talk about things that never mind you having or thinking about. Mm. It never even crossed your mind, mm. but they're already making assumptions that that is your view. And never mind having those views, it has never even crossed your mind that you got those views. Right. But I mean, uh, maybe it gives them some meaning <laughs> in their lives. 
So if I become the, the even if it in a, in a in a crude way, in a hateful way, uh, if it gives you meaning meaning in your life, so be it. You know, uh, maybe you you enjoy that if it, if I give you some meaning in your life. But sometimes it's amazing. Uh, this morning I got up for Fajr. Uh, after Fajr, you see the meaning, and I saw a message that came from someone in Sri Lanka. And he said, Monana, your clip yesterday just made me cry. And then he he pulled out one bayan from the past. He said, this particular bayan, I listened to it so many times. It's given me so much pleasure. And I thank Allah Ta'ala for making me know you for so many years. And I said, subhanAllah. Oh, you know, I, I just, I felt overwhelmed mm. that here is a person uh, across half the world away and early in the morning sending me this message and he said, uh, I just thank Allah Ta'ala for allowing me to know you. So, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, there's a type of relationships you have with a lot of people. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, so you thank Allah Ta'ala for, for you that, and I think it's so important that we get that. So in terms of what the, the, the listener had said, yet sometimes there are situations that you might not get fulfillment in one aspect, but there could be other aspects that you can get fulfillment. Mm. Yeah, it's not, uh, the, the, the happiness has been linked to, to close, meaningful relationships with, with family members, with friends, even with your fellow employees, your colleagues, and so on. If you build a meaningful relationship with them, it will bring you a bit of happiness as well, Ma. Yes, definitely. There is no doubt whatsoever. So, Nabi Karim Sallallahu had said about relationship with our relatives, whoever is pleased to have his provisions and his risk expended and his lifespan extended, let him keep good relationship with his family. Subhanallah. And I made mention that keeping good relationship with family doesn't mean, and I took out a clip sir, recently with regard to it, it doesn't mean if they are good to me, I must be good to them. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, He does not fulfill the rights of relatives who believes if they are good to me, I will be good to them. No, that is, that is like tit for tit. You know, butter for fat. That is not something that you can, you know. Uh, good relationship with relatives is you be good to them because Allah Ta'ala told me to be good to relatives. Whether they are good or not is, is not my matter. It is for them to answer to Allah Ta'ala with regard to it. What is my situation? We got to look at that. And through um, some of the messages here, Moai says that uh, for the inspiring program as uh, always. And um, they're just sharing a bit of advice. They say that my advice to the mothers and the sisters out there is uh, shower your spouse with love, respect and honor. Um, this person saying that my husband passed away about 48 years ago and I still miss him. Uh, or passed away after 48 years of marriage and I still miss him each and every day uh, so it shows that uh, we need to appreciate them uh, your spouse, the, it's, a, it's a great ni'mah from Allah Azzawajal. Subhanallah, and since that's quite amazing because sometimes it does happen that you know someone passes away and you, you, you remember them for some time and after a while you might forget but at the end of the day sometimes there are relationships that you never forget and even if they have passed on and may Allah Ta'ala keep us I always make this dua Allah uh, don't let us see the difficulty of our children. Anyone who, who knows my du'as, we always make this du'a. Well, do not let us see the difficulty of our near and dear ones. Always give them happiness so that it can give us happiness. So, yeah, it's uh, sometimes, and that's quite an important thing. That I mean, it's such a meaningful relationship that even after 48 years of marriage and after they've passed on, you are still remembering them on a daily basis. And I hope many people's relationship can be that uh, you always remember them fondly instead of saying that, it's amazing. I can't imagine. What type of relationship is that? Then? Uh, 
Well, so when we speak about building meaningful relationships, at the top of it would be communication. And the listener is asking, what are the tips on improving communication within the home? Not specifically with your spouse, but they speak here about communication with teenagers. You find that teenagers are sometimes shut down. They're on their own. They're just silent. So how do you build that? Because when you speak about relationships, it's not just with the spouse. It's with your kids, with your family, relatives, and so on. You see, one of the things that I always think that I, I personally feel that as much as uh, teenagers they tend to be in isolation and they'll go to their room or they'll be with their phones, unfortunately, that's a reality. And as much as we, we can talk about the harms of the phone, the fact of the reality is it's, 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 it's a reality with us. Whether we like it or we don't like it, we are going to have to be with our phones. Uh, and we're going to have to deal with our children with their phones. Would it be nice if they're not there, but at the end of the day, we're going to have to deal with them with that. So positive communication means listening. Sometimes what we actually do as parents, the moment the child speaks something, we come down upon them like a ton of bricks without letting them uh, say whatever they say. Sometimes let them say what they want to say. Even if it's, for example, you find it extremely difficult to listen. But after they have said it, then you sit down and you speak to them about it. So if, if, they, if the moment you, they say something, you're going to come down upon them like a ton of bricks, then where are they going to be able to then next time say, there's no, there's no use speaking to my parents or no use uh, making mention of my views. It's just going to come down like a ton of bricks. So I think it's important that we keep that at the back of our mind, mm-hmm. that uh, l- listen to each other without judgment and be open to expressing your own thoughts and feelings. Now, many times people will say, we are the parents. Why should we do that? I mean, I've heard Mufti Mahmoud Sabra Ali, Haji Farooq Sabra Ali, who came to South Africa saying that when your children become teenagers, deal with them like friends. Don't deal with them that I'm the parent, they must listen to me, whatever I say. He said, after they become a certain age, and there is a statement quoted and attributed to Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, La ibuhum bisab'in, play with your children for seven years. Addibuhum bisab'in, you know, discipline them for the next four, seven years till the age of 14. And khalliluhum bisab'in, and after 14, uh, befriend them. Uh, so it's, it's an amazing. After that, you become their friend. So uh, when we're talking about teenagers, sometimes just listen to them, even if you don't agree with them. Then you start uh, putting your view forward in, in a nice manner, in a manner that they can appreciate, they can understand. Uh, maybe perhaps not at a time when there's a slanging match. Slanging match, you're not going to get your message through. When things are a little bit calm, then in a nice way, you, you, you make mention of it. So during, Mufti Sahib has made mention of three things uh, to maintain a healthy relationship. And one of them is positive communication. This is about listening to each other without judgment and being open to expressing your own thoughts and feelings too. Positive communication in your family helps everyone to feel understood, respected and valued, and this strengthens relationship. Very, very well put. So positive communication is essential for good, meaningful relationships. Continue to send uh, through your messages 072-786-1548 We're speaking about uh, relationships Building uh, meaningful relationships This is one of the keys to happiness You can give us a call as well On one one eight five four one five four. One, I remember one, one sometimes You know, women come and they speak to you about various things So one, 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 uh, one day someone made mention He said, in my, in my house uh, The only thing I hear is haram the only thing I hear was is haram. This is haram. This is haram. That is haram. This is haram. So he said, you know, I, I've, I've come to 
tend to stay away uh, with regard to it. Now, I'm not saying that things, right is right, wrong is wrong. Mm. But it's also a way. You don't, you don't come about just coming down with everyone in your house. That this, is, this is wrong. This is wrong. From the moment you come in, until you, you build an environment where you, you learn to make them appreciate why things are wrong and why they should stay away and, mm. uh, you know, stay away from things that are wrong. Anyway, Allah Ta'ala knows best. <laughs> Um, one of the points also that, that Mufti had mentioned here is that um, it's essential that we not take each other uh, for granted. And you find that sometimes in the beginning of a relationship, people will be uh, like good to one another and you, you, you're happy with one another and you appreciate one another. And then as the relationship goes on, whether it's your colleagues or your friends or whatever it is, you start to take one another for granted. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's important that we, I think it's very important, we don't take each other for granted. There's a very famous saying that uh, love makes time pass and time makes love pass. You know, so when you're in love in the initial stages, no. time goes very quickly. <laughs> and after a while, uh, time makes love pass. Yeah. And afterwards, you just take it for granted, you know. Mm. Or whom Junaid Jamshed, I remember him speaking here at, um, uh, at the hall where he gave that uh, program. And the way he said it was so, so cute. May Allah Ta'ala fully cover with Noor. He was such a wonderful person. And um, before he passed on, just uh, he gave us a date to come to South Africa to do some programs for the Jamiat and the Islamic airline. And Allah Ta'ala uh, knows in his wisdom why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala took him at that time. So he used to give an example of how people speak uh, to, to the... People before they get married, and I'm not talking about in the right, whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that the reality, or in the beginning stages of the marriage, and how they used to speak afterwards. So if the wife have to say something, that bring something, you know, and then the the husband or the husband to be say, John, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. What you want? You want one? I'll bring two for you. You know, and after 10, 15 years of marriage, you know, the wife has to phone and say that, you know, there's no milk today. Then you know she'll phone and say, first of all, you know, you're not supposed to phone me in the office hours. And every time you phone. That's the only thing you can ask about. Nothing else better than you can ask. <laughs> you know, so that, uh, that's also not a good thing. I mean, we need to have a situation that we never take each other for granted. Mm. And, and one of it is to give everyone importance. That was what we learned from our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Sometimes, you know, what we don't realize is that we don't learn life skills from Nabi Akarim Sallallahu We're learning from everyone else. We're reading leadership books and this books and that book, motivational books and the greatest motivation, the greatest life coach, the greatest person to be ins to inspire us is Nabi Akrim Sallallahu He even gave uh, importance to his own grandchildren. He used to make his grandchildren sit on his back. Sometimes he used to go on all fours, fours. And the grandchildren used to sit on his back and they used to play. And one day, uh, one of the grandchildren, I think it was Hussein, was on his back. And a person came back and, you know, passed by and he started saying, Oh, Hussein, you are so fortunate. You are mounting uh, the back of the greatest human being Allah has created. I mean, you, you are mounting Nabi Karim Sallallahu You are on the back of Nabi Sallallahu And immediately Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, What a good rider I got on my back. Yeah. He just changed the whole situation. That person said, you no. got such a good mount. Nabi Sazam said, forget the mount, I got such a good rider on my back. No. So make everyone feel important. Nabi Karim Sallallahu made his wives feel important. He made his Sahaba feel important. Sahaba said that never Nabi Karim Sallallahu met us in which he, did, he, he averted his the gaze. We were the, always the first ones to avert the gaze. When he gave his hands, he was never the first one to pull his hands away. 
we, we hope that we can bring these qualities which unfortunately I must say we don't take as part of Deen which while it is in reality a very great part of Deen well, there was uh, earlier on a message that had come through, uh, you know, speaking about their past, uh, and they're just uh, uh, elaborating on that, and they're saying that they do have an excellent relationship with uh, the family and the friends, but uh, they also have no kids, uh, and they struggle with their past because of this, yes, so I don't know if it's they can't move forward or just struggling with their past, maybe that's a hindrance into building other relationships. Well, there's no doubt whatsoever uh, that... that uh, Kids, too, bringing a sense of purpose in a marriage, it gives the glue that brings people together. But at the same time, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, if there isn't, you, 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 you don't have a good relationship. Nabi Sassim didn't have children with majority of all of his wives. That didn't impact upon his relationship with his wives. He was still kind and considerate with them. When Hazrat Safiya has camel broke down on the way to Hajjatul Wida, uh, she, he, he wiped the tears away and said, don't worry, I, w- I will take care for you another camel. Because she was worried that she might not be able to complete the journey. Nabi Sallallahu you know, took her into account and, and, and gave her comfort. So while it's true that it can, you know, that uh, there's no children, but at the end of the day, you are you are uh, individual on your own self. Mm. And one of the other points that Mutisab mentions is quality time. That's very important. You know, I remember when I went, there was this um, uh, situation of a child's conversation with a father. It's a hypothetical one. But I read it many a time. So I just, one day, I just, uh, I saved it. I said, one day it'll come. And now when I was thinking about this and I saw quality time is important, make the most of the time spent together as a family. Use any time spent together as an opportunity to talk, laugh, go around. You know, one of the things that I've always been, uh, I'll just tell you something that I've always said that, all right, let us now get the checker 60. So in 60 minutes, you get your, mm. uh, you get yes. your, your groceries. And one of the reasons why I haven't been doing it, although many times I was tempted to do it so easy, it's, it's, it's like an outie. It's something that you go out with your family to do some shopping. Maybe you buy an extra sh- chocolate or something. Right. Or you see something there that you like and the, the spouse will say, no, let, let's get this. And, and uh, what I'm trying to say that there is part of quality time. Now there's this whole situation that uh, that um, the son asks, uh, the, the father may I ask you a question. And the father said, sure. He said, how much money do you make? So I said, that's the only question you could ask. is none of your business. <laughs> So he said, I want to know, please tell me, how much do you make an hour? So the dad said, thousand rand an hour, whatever he wanted to say, right? Just say, hypothetically, one thousand rand an hour. So, so then uh, the son said, okay, can you borrow me uh, 500 rand? So now the father was even more furious. First you ask, you know, a hypothetical, a question that is not worth of you to ask. And uh, now you're asking me, after asking me that question, I make a thousand rand an hour, hypothetically. And now you're asking me for 500 rand loan. First of all, wh- what are you trying to prove? So the little boy went quietly to his room and shut the door. And the father started uh, feeling angry. How dare he ask me a question, how much I'm earning a month, uh, an hour. And then after saying that, he still went to go and, you know, uh, take and said... Uh, uh, I must give him a loan of 500 and he borrowed 500 rand from me. So, you know, I was angry. And then after a while, he said, when his anger calmed down, he said, you know, I'm feeling guilty. So he went into the son's room and he said, are you asleep, son? He said, no, I'm awake. And the dad said, I've been thinking that maybe I was too hard upon you. It's been a long day and I was ang- angry. Here's the 500 rand you asked for. 
you know. So the board, uh, the boy sat up and he said, thank you, my father. And he reached out under his pillow. He had 500 rand there, which was crumbled. And then he took the 500 rand that the father gave him and he said, that now he's getting angry. He said, you had 500 and why did you take 500 more from me? Because the son said, I didn't have enough. So he said, what do you mean you didn't have enough? You had 500 rand. So he said, no, my father, you told me it cost you a thousand rand for an hour. Take this thousand rand and give me an hour. Are we waiting for that type of situations to come around for, for an hour situation? Mm. That the, the son must feel that he must build a particular type of capital that he can, you know, take and pay the father for, for an hour. So spend quality time with, with our children, which sometimes because of the hectic nature that we are in, we, we, we tend to, to, to not give enough uh, uh, importance to this. So, you know, Mufti Sahib is very beautifully, he's chosen three, but I think in many ways they are the, the, the cornerstone of good, meaningful relationship. It is essential that we not take each other for granted. Really, do not take your spouse, do not take your children, the children do not take your parents. Really, the, ch the children you can't take the, the parents only to be an ATM machine. You know, it's not only about them giving, giving you your expenses when you need it. They must pay for your universities. It's also showing them respect. I, I, I look at this hadith, so full of wisdom, and every saying of Nabi Sallallahu is full of wisdom. He who does not show... Uh, respect and dignity to his elders and does not show kindness and compassion to the youngsters is not from amongst us. Now, if you look at that hadith, it's so beautiful. And every saying of Nabi Sallallahu is beautiful. What do elderly people want? They crave respect and dignity. What do young people want? Young people crave compassion. Nabi Karim Sallallahu identified the need of each and every one of them when he said he who does not show respect to our elders and does not show kindness to our youngsters is not from amongst us ummat. Subhanallah, what a beautiful thing. So don't take each other for granted. Quality time is important. I gave that example of that whole beautiful incident in positive communication. Learn to communicate. And sometimes you must have a lot of patience. And I like to make mention of it. Don't take, uh, you know, kindness for granted. I think kindness is a glue that brings uh, relationships together. Mm. Well, I've come to the end of the program. Anything else I would like to No, no, I think this is a, it's an important point, man. Maintaining relationships is part of Iman. And it's, it's so important that we, we, we take out extra time and effort to be able to build relationships. Jazakumullah khair and for the lovely program. It's really um, learned a lot uh, from this program and uh, the importance of building uh, meaningful relationships that if you want to be happy, we need to take out the time to build and strengthen relationships with our spouse, with our children, with uh, our parents, siblings, friends, family, and also, of course, choose the company of the pious. This will assist in building our spirituality. To the listeners, uh, the um, podcast of this program will be available shortly. Uh, it will be up on our website. It will be up on uh, the different social media handles uh, for those that would like to listen to the program again or share it uh, as well. And inshallah, Marjah Zakhman for joining us in exactly studio this so much, inshallah. It's always lovely. Always to nice to be here. Uh, mm. Always good to have you. Inshallah. Jazakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.